GPS um, speed evals once you get there? Like, what are you looking at? How are you measuring it? What are kind of, without giving away your secrets, obviously, but just, you know, a 10,000 foot view of what you do. Yeah, there's, there's really no secrets, to be honest. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't invent anything. I just find the, the people that do a really good job and then combine some things together. So the first thing is to, to go at super high level is, is some type of physical testing. Now that physical testing to me is, is like, take away all the technical, like how you hit the ground and all that, whatever, and let's just look at time and velocity. So how fast do you run? Um, if you really want to get into force velocity stuff, you look at how do you accelerate to that speed? Um, and that could be done split times, that could be done GPS, that could be done lasers, but some type of physical profiling. So let me understand, I have a squad of 100 players and across those 100 players, I want to know which athletes are really good accelerators, which, which guys hit a really high velocity, and which guys str struggle somewhere in the middle. So like that's, that's physical profiling. The second profiling I do is, is more on the technical side. And really, the first thing I look at from the technical side is, based around your signature of how you run, are there any risks? Based around your signature of how you run, are there any risks? So like, for example, if an athlete spends a long time in the air and has a really far step length, you can assume that they're crashing into the ground with these high impacts. You're going to see a lot of foot, ankle, calf, those types of things. This is all James Wilde's research um, out of England. Or, or it could be you spend a lot of time on the ground, you have this really short step length, so you spin really fast. Like, okay, like, what are the, what are the, the areas that we've seen based on research that are at risk? All right, that's, that's the first thing on technical. And the second thing on technical is if we, if we do interventions, what can we change and how, and, and how well can we change it? So, like, if you see a certain signature, like, everyone talks about this big backside swing, like, is it bad, right? Now, if we make a change to this big backside swing, is it going to make the athlete faster? Is it going to make them safer? And is it going to increase their performance? If the answer is no anywhere in there, we're not, we're not going to change it. If it's yes, we can, and we have a runway, we have a buildup, we have time, we're going to change it. Um, and then the third thing is like just kind of monitoring changes. So there are teams that we're doing this with now where they're taking a technical profile like once every two weeks, and you're seeing the effects of gameplay and, and how it's changing their running signature, and you're starting to kind of predict or look at um, what might pop up in the future, whether you're going to get slower or you're going to potentially get an injury or, or things like that. And we're not stepping on any rehab toes. Like, we don't define who's going to get injured. They do, but we give them the information. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's really those levels. And then the, the last level is, like, if I really want to go deeper um, and look at force plate analysis, we do a lot of Alex Natera's isometric test. But there's, there's different layers, and, and not every team does layers. And, and sometimes it's just give me the last year of practice of GPS data, and let's look at how we practice. And, and come to find out, you don't do anything fast in practice and do all the junk volume. So let's start there. And like, let's just change practice, and let's see the change. So that's, yeah, it's, it's pretty open-ended. But to be 100% transparent, like I don't build my business around doing consultancy or are doing that, so it's more of a passion thing. And I can be very objective and very honest because I'm not doing that necessarily for the money. I'm doing that because it's a passion and I don't play video games. So like, hmm. that's, that's what I do, you know, for video game type stimulation for my brain. So yeah, long <clears throat> answer, what, but yeah. No, that was a great answer. What, uh, what do you think about 
with within that force velocity profiling that you talked about, how do you see it being used well and poorly within the weight room where it's like, okay, we're going to spend all this time trying to high force or high velocity need for people on the field. But then I feel like it gets kind of ruined in the weight room. Have you seen that? And if so, again, not naming names or anything, but just on your experience, what have you seen the good and the bad? Taking a quick break from the show, everybody. Promises will take less than 15 seconds. Friendly reminder, go ahead, hit that subscribe button below. It helps us out and it helps you out by being notified whenever we have new content come out. So hit that subscribe button. And with this, let's get back to the show. Yeah, for sure. Like going back to what I was saying about communication and you have the strength coach and then you got the on-field guy and then you got the sports scientist and you got the sport coach. And a lot of times they're on very separate pages. So like there's there's the philosophies out there. It's like, well, that force velocity stuff doesn't work. And well, let me look at the other components. It's very dependent, which is why it's a flawed test and it's a flawed implementation. Like every test is. But if you don't have the buy-in in terms of building a program based around like sprint-based philosophy like I, I'm, I'm running I'm trying to get get my players faster and to do that I'm supporting it with weight room and supporting it with practice and supporting it with all these things you're not going to have the result um, so yeah it's 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 difficult if you are doing like hypertrophy program in the weight room <laughs> and you're trying to emphasize max velocity on the field like it's those two things don't don't go together well I mean all the way back to Charlie Francis it's just like if we're gonna do a, a very like stacked periodization where we're gonna emphasize qualities, like we're gonna do all things, but in what quantities we're gonna do those things. If we don't have that that communication and that line, there's no point in doing the testing. You know what I mean? Just just you know operate how you're operating. So yeah, it's it's difficult for sure. <clears throat> for any of the people that are listening out there, they're like, all right, you know, we're trying to do this, and we're you know, we're in the off season and we're going to do it the right way. What would you tell them? Like, okay, this would be, you know, how you should do it from a 10,000 foot view the right way based off of all the good things you've seen. Yeah, I would, I would start with that physical profiling. So your options are you could do like, if you have lasers, I would just get an understanding of how athletes accelerate and how they hit velocity. So if you did splits like 10 and 40, whatever, um, if you're doing force velocity profiling, that's a really good tool to understand early, late, and velocity. Um, and then it, there's video in there too, but I would just stick with those first two. So understand across your team how athletes are accelerating to their velocity. Um, and then from there, the second thing I would do is make it um, split by position group or position. So we, you have your lineman, you have your big skill, you have your skill. And then mm -hmm. I would compare within that group how the athletes are. So like within my skill players, um, you're at the bottom of your acceleration ability or the top of your acceleration ability, right? And then the third thing I would do is I would look at based around need and then based around our timeline, how should we build out our training? So if I have four weeks before the season, the truth is you're not going to do that. You're not going to make any significant changes. You might as well just keep doing what you're doing. But if I if I'm right here in the year and then I play in August, you do have a window, you got 12 weeks. So you know that you, you take, you take your, your whole 12 weeks and you look at your different phases. Your first phase, I would say that's the time where you can attack like everybody very generally. Like everybody kind of needs the same base, just like GPP, it's very general. Everybody's running with heavy sleds. Everybody's accelerating. Everybody's getting stronger in the weight room. 
Then your second phase is where I would say now you can start to be a little bit more specific and individual. So like you have your underperforming accelerators, you have your underperforming velocity guys, you start to give them more specific stimulus. So my guys, my four receivers that are terrible off the ball, you guys are going to continue going heavy or continue doing power stuff. Um, and then that last phase, the last four weeks, I would say you're back to more general where everybody needs to run fast and everyone needs to increase their volume as they go into camp and as they go into and get more specific with decelerations, changing directions, getting into camp. Um, yeah, so I would say I'll be very general in the beginning. Everybody does the same. In the middle, I would get more specific to what players need. And then at the end, I would be general again in terms of um, stimulus.